When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is best when sold by morning. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that barks at the mailman long after the letters have been delivered. It's Saturday Night Napsaw. Hey, Saturday Nighters, you picked a great day to put on your headphones and use this podcast as an excuse to not have to hear your partner. But before we start this episode, let's introduce you to our new sponsor, Leftover Foods. That's right. This is a direct-to-home food service that helps you and helps the earth, kind of. Maybe, we're assuming. Tough to say what the stats are on that, but it's great marketing, right? See, did you know that every day restaurants, grocery stores, and gas stations discard most of the food they're trying to sell? Yep, what a waste of good tuna. And that's where leftover food comes in. The folks at Leftover Foods collect these discarded, left-behind, neglected pieces of ragamuffin-like foods, including muffins, and ships them directly to you, saving you the hours it would normally take for you to dig through trash bins and dumpsters looking for the food yourself. How does Leftover Foods work? Well, I'm glad you asked, or I'm assuming you asked out loud to yourself, and now people around you think you have Tourette's, which we must legally remind you does not make you a bad person. Leftover Foods is simple. Just sign up for an account, set the delivery schedule you want, and then just choose the food you want to be dug up, dusted off, and sent to you. Plus, Leftover Foods will always randomly send you a bunch of other food you didn't ask for because if you don't eat them, they'll rot, probably within an hour of you getting them. So enjoy those beets, kidney beans, and kumquats. (laughs) Quats. Leftover Foods is the best way to clog your refrigerator without having to go to a grocery store. Sign up today at their website and use the promo code TRASHCANCAN, that's CAN with a K, and get 10% off your first shipment of the food you never wanted to begin with. Try Leftover Foods today. And now, on with the show. All right, episode 65 of Saturday Night Napsock, and I am really excited to be here. Uh, Can you tell? Can you hear the energy in my voice normally? I'm depressed. This is part of my contractual obligations, but I am legitimately just super excited to be here tonight. Why? I'm just going to get right to it in a little bit. We're going to have an in-studio interview with someone I've been trying. I've been trying to get an interview with this person, quite frankly, since I was 12. Since I w- when I discovered his music. It's one of my favorite musical artists. He was part of a legendary band. That's just set the world on fire and changed the world, quite frankly. Uh, two times, three, really? I mean, uh, 63, 67 for sure. I even say 69. And then broke the, the, the world's hearts in 1970 when they broke up. And then an amazing solo career. Um, I discovered them, like I said, when I was 12. And I think that's what happens. I think every generation discovers this band over and over again like they're brand new, like they're on the scene. You discover them for, for yourselves. And, and so, yes, without further ado, uh, some rumors uh, might have been floating around the Internet on a, on a Reddit chat room or something. I am going to be sitting down. We're actually rather standing up. We're gonna, we got a couple songs. We got a uh, recording, like a mixer here. And we got a lot of his uh, songs. And we are going to be going over some stories of his life, his times, his career. We have Sir Peter Mick Whistle from the legendary band The Exploding Veils. They 
Chase would just, God, just one of my favorite bands. And, and, and Sir Peter McWhistle's going to be in studio in just a moment. I hear he's in the lobby. Uh, of course, uh, McWhistle was part of the Exploding Veils, along with uh, Gregory Morrison, Jack Lament, and Basher Moon, just one of the best all-time groundbreaking bands, influenced a lot of bands that you know uh, and, and you love. But if your band, your favorite band did something cool, don't worry. The Exploding Veils already did it. Oh, man. Peter, Gregory, Jack, Basher, just one of the best, best ensembles out there in rock history. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. He's a hero of mine. And, I, you know, the saying, I know the saying is never meet your heroes. But, man, I, I can't wait to meet, meet your heroes. It, that always works out. It's going to work out for me. I know it's going to work out for me. Right, Petey? You're excited, too, Petey, yeah? Uh, yeah, I, I'm ex- I'm excited, Ken. But uh, yeah, I definitely kind of believe uh, uh, you should you should meet your heroes. Uh, well, well, why is that, Petey? You got some story. You got some horrible story. Did you meet? Uh, did you meet Mick Whistle? Do you have problems with Mick Whistle? Uh, no, no. Uh, um, do you uh, do you really not remember my first day on the job here? Uh, no, I honestly can't remember. Did uh, who do we have on the show that day? Was some celebrity come in here and treat you bad? Uh, 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 no, we we didn't have any guests that day. Uh, I I do love those shows though when it's just about me. Now I can't uh, I can't remember who uh who could have on your first day here who could have who could have possibly uh, treated you uh treated you bad. Uh well it was someone I uh, I looked up to uh back in the day back when uh, they used to do uh, comical uh, takes on movie news um and then they'd uh, get drunk and fight about movies. I, I looked up to them. Uh, my uh, I had a relative that worked a while ago on uh, a, f- um, a talk show that they hosted that, did, that didn't work, uh, but I, I thought it was great. I was a big fan, and then uh, I got a dream job uh, working for them as their uh, their show producer, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it didn't go well. I am sorry to hear that, Petey. I really, I know sometimes we're at odds. Sometimes your little beady eyes just bore right into my soul, and I just... Can't stand your very presence around me, but I, I feel sorry for you that that happened on on your first day here, and I uh, I didn't really even I wasn't aware if there was something I could have done, and and maybe uh, you know just kind of pulled this person aside and said you know that that's that guy uh, Petey's a big fan of yours, and you should treat him a little more respect. I would have done it. I I would have done it, Petey. Okay. Uh I mean, I I guess you still could. Well, yeah. Uh, you know what? Heroes, not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they wear headphones. I'm happy to do it. Just point me in the direction of this schlub, this ingrate. Just, just let me, uh, let me uh, sit them down and, and tell them like it is. Nah, uh, nah, nah. We we don't really have time for that for uh, on this show. Just, uh, just be careful when you meet your heroes. That's all I'll say. No, 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 no. I want to know who the all is, because I'll take this little mother. And and just take them outside and rough them up if I have to. Well, I'll kick them right in the and then do it again with my other foot, you know? So you tell me. You tell me what you want me to do, Petey, because I'll tell you what. It's like we're like Skipper and and, and, and Gilligan, all right? I, you know, I don't, I don't take anyone making insults, doing bad things to you. You know, that's that's my right as the host of this show. You're the producer. So you, you need me to tell someone off for treating you bad? On your first day, some hero you met that fell short of the of the standards that you 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 kind of had in place for them. You let me know. You let me know. Uh, Ken, it 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 was you. Uh, I I don't 
I don't get it. I don't get the joke. I, it, it was you. You, on my first day, you yelled at me. You threw a cup of coffee at me. Uh, then you made me go get you more coffee. And then when I brought it back, you threw it because you said you just wanted to see if you could throw the cup farther. Oh. Well, I did throw it farther, Petey. I threw it real far that second time. So, you know, if you uh, if you wanted to say anything about that now, I, I think maybe it would go towards uh, a great amount of healing and maybe I could close a chapter in my life and maybe move forward with a clean slate here. Uh, say what? Like, What do you want me to say? Well, uh, earlier you were saying that you were going to do all those things and some, some of them I had to press the delay button um, when you said, you know, I'm not asking for that, but maybe just... I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. For what? You brought me cold coffee. Do you know do you know how much energy it takes to to do this show, to prepare this show, to even show up for this show? I I got to keep my energy up. And I need hot coffee to do it. That's one of the things. The other thing, um, you want me to say I'm sorry? No. No, you know you derailing the segment. I'm so excited to be talking Talking to one of my heroes, and you got to bring me down with that. Unbelievable, Petey. If I if it wasn't for a union, I'd fire you. Uh, you won't let me unionize. And you can thank me every time you get a paycheck without a union fee. All right, on with the show. All right. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. We are here in studio. We're standing in uh, a separate recording studio here at the SNN studios that uh, we sometimes have when we lay down some of our jingles, make the jingles for a show. And standing in front of me is just an absolute personal hero of mine. I've been a fan of the band The Exploding Veils for a long time. They changed the world in the 60s, 70s, 80s. They, you change the world all the time. He absolute Hero of mine, of course, the band, Exploding Veils, Gregory Morrison, Jack Clement, Basher Moon, and this man, my guest today, uh, Sir Peter McWhistle. Oh, Sir Peter, so happy to have you here. Oh, yeah, well, sir, big fan of yours, Keith. So happy to be here in the studio. I love uh, I love your podcast. We listen to it sometimes uh, when I fly around the country playing the music there. I love the way you talk about the murders. Uh, and, and, and put how they all unsolved then, and people want to come together to solve the murders. Uh, no. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not my show. That's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of, lot of podcasts. We should do true... Uh, Petey, mark it down. We should do true crime and probably make a lot of money, you know? It's all good. I'm so sorry, then. I didn't know. I couldn't... I, can't, I didn't know which one you were. There's so many uh, white males coming around with microphones talking to me about the days gone by, you know. Uh, they want to hear the old stories, and I'm just trying to sell the greatest hits album. So, you know, come and do it. Take no offense, please. Oh, no, 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 totally. I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't, take offense at, at all. Uh, we, we do what we do here. Uh, not everyone loves this show, and I don't I don't need everyone to love it, you know? Oh, that's all right, spirit, then, mate. You just do what you do. And I know you, you talk about the ghosts and stuff and the werewolves and all those kind of things, and you say that they're real and people believe you because you got a microphone. And then is that what you do? That's probably what you do. Then you look like that type. No, no, I don't. I don't know. We have a we have a guy, a guy for that. Nolan, Nolan Guthrie. Anyway, anyways, I, I want to talk about your music, the Exploding Veils. Of course, uh, I discovered them uh, at a slumber party when I was twelve. Uh, my fr- a friend handed me a cassette tape of yours of the band, and uh, I tell you what, right away it just grabbed me, and I, I just want to talk about. I want to. I want to talk about that. You know, oh uh, sure, talk about that then. What, what's what's uh, what's that? What you talking about then, mate? You got to ask me a question more direct than that then. Uh, ju- you know, just um, 
being, uh, you know, being in a, a, ba- a band and gener- generations finding you, finding you. Did, uh, how did it feel? Uh, did you, uh, you know, did you feel when you were at, to- at the top of the charts that you'd feel, feel uh, good? You're sweating so bad. Don't, can we turn on the air in here? You're sweating so bad. Don't worry, mate. Have a, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're going to get through this together. That's what we're going to do. You want to talk about the old days? You want to talk about the first song that was a big hit from 63? I do. I do. I really do. Uh, that is, of course, Give Me a Hug, Little Lady, right? Give Me a Hug, Little Lady, 63. Oh, that was a great one there. Jack and I used to sit around in his mum's, uh, you know, unless, unless we head over to my dad's. Uh, and, you know, I didn't read music, and he didn't really have any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, actual formal training. We just sit around in the kitchen drinking a, a pop, uh, drinking a soda, as you call it in some parts of this country, and we'd get a little skiffle going. We'd sing a little song. We'd look at each other and sing the lyrics. That's what we'd do. That's how we'd write the songs in those days, just eye to eye, you know? Give me a hug, lady. Give me a hug. And that's how it would start. Genius. Uh, genius. Genius. All right, so we got the song here. Uh, we got the, the recording up here. All I have to do uh, is um, get in there. I just press these buttons, right? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we... It's not... How do you... Petey? Oh, I am... I am definitely not helping you with this one. Petey, that's... That's not fair. That's absolutely not fair, Petey. All right. Here we go. There we go. I got it. I got it. Okay. So there you go. Basher's drums coming in. And then here comes your bass. Oh, I love it. Oh, where... What did I do? There he is. Okay, so tell me about your bass. Tell me about the bass. Have you ever been around any recording equipment there before? Are you just talking these microphones where someone else does it? <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know my way around. You just, you just press that. Look, that's your bass. So, so tell. So, tell me. Tell me about the bass there. How, did, how does that? How did that work? How did that work there? Is that what you ask about then? How'd that work? Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're when you're in the studio, like, did you did you know did you know that that was gonna be just such a famous bass lick? I just wanted to get out of the studio, go home, and have a shag. So no, yeah, no. Okay, okay. But what about so then the lead guitar comes in, and that's and this was in '63. This was. This was a great sound, right? Right? No, that's you played the wrong track, man. That's not from '63. I always had more of a skip of a beat. You played stuff from later on, man. Do you even know what you're doing here, mate? Yes, we're ha- we're having an intimate discussion in the studio about your greatest hits. That's what that's what we're doing. That's what we're. Can you um, t- tell me? Tell me about the drums. The Basher's playing here. What What do you remember from that day? Do you, what do you remember? Please tell me. Look, man, I, I don't know. I went in the studio trying to write a song there. I told Basher to start playing the drums, and that's what he started to do there. I don't remember the rest of his history. There's so many books written about it that I can't give any new stories about this, you know? I know you want to do your little podcast about which baseball team's going to win better today, but I, 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 I'm here to promote a Greatest Hits album, so can we get on with that then? Yes, uh, Exploding Veils, Greatest Hits, Volume 5, which is amazing. It's, it's a, it's a three-disc set or whatever they're calling it now, and to look back at some of the greatest tunes that you have, right? Right, Mike. That's why I'm here. 
Right, right, right. Can we? Uh, so you had a, a song in 1967, one of my favorites, "Moonbeams Over the Sky." Really, kind of had a psychedelic, a psychedelic, uh, um, a psychedelic, 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 psychedelic man. Get the words right if you're going to be talking about them, man. Psychedelic. I, I got it. I got it. Okay, and then it. There's so there's the drum beat laying down. Kind of sounds like the other song a little bit, but Basher's going on, and then Jack's electric guitar comes in. Right? Just starts. There's Gregory really going at it. And then the. And that's right about the time when the lyrics uh, come in, right? Is that what the. Is that the. Is that the point? This is going to be really frustrating for the audience listening to this one, man. No one. No one listens past the first three minutes. I can tell, man. Okay, but we're having an intimate conversation. About this track, Moonbeams Over the Sky. There's Gregory Morrison right there. Underrated as a guitarist, right? Would you agree with that? Underrated as a guitarist? I thought we were going to have a conversation about my observations about my music. But, but Greg, Gregory was in the Exploding Veils. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Do you have to go to school for this, mate? So you could just pick up a microphone and do a show and put it on a podcast location, call yourself a broadcaster. I think maybe you should go to some schools. Uh, the, they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't have schools for podcasting. Well, they should because this is a train wreck, man. And, and speaking of, of train wrecks, that's uh, around the time that, that song came out, "Moonbeams uh, in the Sky." You you guys all went to um, a, a, a retreat with uh, Maharishi. Uh, and uh, and then uh, you guys, it went bad, right? He tried to shag my bird. Which caused you to write the song, Shagging My Bird. Right, and I bet you go to play that song now and stumble over the explanations and the stories. Yes. I am. All right, mate. Yeah, that's the song. That's the song. I wrote it because Maharishi tried to, uh, you know, shag my bird, and it was a big hit. And uh, uh, then started, Jack and I started fighting over the songs. Uh, next, uh, we did what we stopped touring there. Basha uh, started starring in motion pictures and started becoming a big star there. Uh, Gregory, uh, he went to found God or something like that and grew his hair very long. And then the band started to fall apart. Then I had to sue my mates, man, to break up the band. There, that's the whole story. And, and, and then the bass comes in. Right? Could you just tell the people where to buy my album then? I, I don't know if record stores are open or how they get music now. I don't know what kids do. Right, right, okay. Well, I think that's about it then. I think I'm going to grab me things and go if you don't mind. But then, um... But then the, the drums... A kick up. Uh, he left. He left. That was great. What just happened? Petey, what just happened? Uh, don't meet your heroes. On with the show. And now here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsa. He's been spending most of his week researching hair loss products that he's too full of shame to actually buy. And now, back to the show. Uh, uh, 
should just give up. I should go back to the old day job. Uh, Ken, you're on. Uh, hey, welcome back here to Saturday Night Napsuck. Ken Napsuck with you here. Uh, I, I guess I should just apologize for that last segment. I was, I don't know what was going on. I, I just, I fumbled the football. It was a, it was a butt fumble, quite frankly. Sir Peter McWhistle, I, I, my hero. I'll probably never get to, I'll never get to talk to him again. And Petey, I think you're happy. Uh, I wouldn't call it happy, Ken. I'd say we're even. You son of a. Okay, okay. I'm going to answer it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer it. And if this is some kind of... Mm, there it goes again. If this is some kind of trick, Petey, I'm jumping through that window and I'm going to hurt you. This is a really dark episode today. Hi, welcome to Saturday Night Napsack. Who, uh, who is this? Uh, what can I help you with? Hello, it's me, Vladimir Romanchenko again, a Russian cosmonaut on the International Space Station, uh, this rock radio DJ man. Is it just me? Does all the world sound the same these days? Yes, yes, Vladimir Olmanchenko. You called in last week. We still don't know how. I, again, I, I'm not going to play any rock set for you. <laughs> no, that's very funny. Uh, if you could play rock set, it'd be great for me. Maybe play some uh, pop rock music from uh, the, the course. They're so good. No, I have a problem, and I cannot get hold of the United States government, so I figure maybe I give you a call and uh, you help me with the problem. I mean, what, what do you, what's the problem? Sure, why not? This has been the worst day of my professional career, so what can I help you with? We, uh, we're sitting up here having good time at International Space Station. Uh, you got the astronaut Chris, he's still playing David Bowie songs. We tell Chris not to play David Bowie, but he still played David Bowie songs. But then all of a sudden, we got knock on the front door of the space station. Like that, a knock on front door, and we opened the door, and it was a U.S. billionaire in his homemade spaceship wanting to come into International Space Station. A billionaire just flew into space and knocked on your front door? How'd I miss that? Well, it's uh, very easy to miss because there are so many billionaires flying up into space these days like their Starman Skywalker. I, are they trying to get out of here because they know something we don't know? It's possible, but we don't want them here on International Space Station. We don't need them. Uh, this one showed up. He's got packages, he says, from his delivery company. The other one is uh, apparently not ever had sexual relations, and now he's knocking on the door. We don't want them. Uh, could you please send someone to pick them up? Uh, who, how, who am I going to call? Trust me, the Burbank Police Department, is, is they don't even want to help me. I don't think they're going to go collect billionaires from the space station. Just, uh, can you, did you open up the door? Yes, nah, I opened the door because I thought it was my package arriving. I ordered sweatpants, a C CD, and energy drinks. And I thought maybe my package was here, so I opened up the door, but it was a billionaire wanting to stay at the International Space Station or simply because he was a billionaire. Look, man, Vladimir Olmanchenko, right? Nah, that is correct, Vladimir Olmanchenko. I, I can't help you. Okay, then maybe you can do one small favor for me. I mean, probably not, but shoot. Can you play Life is Highway by Canadian rock star Tom Cochran? Oh, man. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to record a podcast. Number three. Research the best gear, get a fancy logo, and then spend the rest of your life begging friends to be on the show for free. Number two. 
Take something you're passionate about and talk about it until you question why you loved it to begin with. Number one. And the best way to record a podcast. Just yell into a void. Clink, clink. And that's the list. And here's another weekly commentary from Mort Rooney. Have you ever thought that too much of the world is about making the dumb people comfortable? I know, I know. It's not totally acceptable to just make a blanket statement like that and assume that so many out there lack any semblance of a functioning intellect. But go with me here before you round up the other members of your virtual lynch mob. The world is full of dumb people. That's why we have CBS sitcoms. And also why we will all be walking around in hazmat suits just to go to the store soon. Yes, yes, our old friend Mask Restrictions and his other friend Social Distancing have just showed back up to the party again for many people. Particularly where I live, which is why I'm talking about it. Don't think ego stays away from this old man like the same way a digital media company does when they have a job opening. In truth, I don't think they did leave the party. Mask restrictions and social distancing are those guests that get invited to a party because you need to invite them for workplace political reasons, and then when the party is long past done, they keep milling around the snack table asking if there are any more crackers left. You want to kick them out, but they just won't go. By the way, to avoid that problem at my parties, I just stopped having parties. At this rate, they'll never leave because there are too many people out there more convinced that getting vaccinated is letting the government win or setting yourself up for a tracking chip or just a simple matter of my body, my choice, which I'd be okay with if not for the fact that these are the same people refusing to let my body, my choice apply to women's medical issues. You can throw enough stats at them, you can throw in personal experience, or you can just beg them to think about someone other than themselves for once, and they'll brush it all off their shoulders like yesterday's dandruff, which I guarantee was there. These people scream that we should take off the masks. So we did. Now they're screaming as we start having to put them back on. It's convenient dumbness. The mindset of a whiny three-year-old both wanting and not wanting a sucker at the same time. This is also why we have warning labels on t-shirts that read, Don't Eat the Shirt. We don't make these people come up to our levels. We just sigh, crouch down, and stay at theirs. The payout cost is too much if we do it the other way, I guess. Sometimes this is the portion of my monologue in which I'll openly wonder what an alien race passing through our atmosphere might think of us. But guess what? Doesn't matter. I can't make the joke here because if aliens are real, they've already gave it the office and crossed our planet off the list for saving because we've allowed ourselves to be whittled down to a society ruled by the dumb, funded by the rich, and tolerated by those of us in the middle too unlucky to be just dumb enough to move up or down the ladder. Unbelievable. Now think about that. That was Mort Rooney. More later.
That is it. That is the episode, the 65th edition of Saturday Night Nassau. Special thanks to all the Patreon supporters for all that you do and all that you make possible. Special thanks to Corey Morissette for the Morning Drive Media Station identification today. You can support at patreon.com slash catnapsuck. Saturday Night Nassau is also on Jemmy. If you want to support there, jemmy.up slash Saturday Night Nassau. Big thanks as always to social producer Sean Arnold. Uh, and uh, check out Sean's T-Public shop at tpublic.com slash user slash T-Sean. And listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and anywhere throughout the world via their website at hufmradio.com every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, all the way up to 2 p.m. You can visit catnapsuck.com for more information and follow me on Twitter at catnapsuck and, um, and Drive Media, too, if you want to follow the company. Uh, on my website, you'll find links to shows. I got one coming up in uh, Seattle on... Uh, July 24th, El Corazon Theater. Mark Ellis headlining me and Daniel Bridgegad supporting. And then also, I will be supporting Daniel Bridgegad in Hollywood, the North Hollywood area, actually, at the Ha Ha Cafe on August 31st. More information coming on that. And if you're in the Victorville area, putting the final touches on a book signing and Star Wars trivia event that'll be uh, doing out, the, out there at the Barnes & Noble. So a lot of, a lot of things coming. Uh, go to KenAfleck.com for more information on that. Also, do me a favor, check out the Good People Association by visiting the GPA.fun. Come help us build an empire of fun. Petey, I can't talk. There's no more water in the studio. My mouth is just like cotton wrapped in, like, gritty sandpaper. All right, uh, finally, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Namsuk, a show so real it had to be fake. And as always, remember to laugh responsibly. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to do a better one next week. See you.